0: Against the Current has been a band I've been into ever since watching them perform at Chain Reaction in Anaheim back in 2014. I was finally able to lock them in for an interview where we talked about their new music and their 2015 collaboration with another favorite band of mine, 1OK okay Rock. Hope you guys enjoy the interview.
1: Hey, we're Against the Current and we're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live.
0: This has been a long time coming. I've been a fan of you guys for such a long time. Um, my original channel was Punk Videos Rock, which is super focused on the pop punk. Warped tour scene. And uh, that's where I kind of first discovered you guys back in like 2012. So uh, thank you for making this happen. And I'm very excited to talk to you guys about the new single because uh, this new era of Against the Current is exciting. So thank um, you. What's up, guys?
1: What's up? It's nice to finally meet you. Likewise.
0: Thanks for listening to us all this time. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about this new era, this new material that you guys have been working on. um, And you know talk to about, talk to me a little bit about weapon and just the creative process of it, just because I know it's been about a year since you last since you wrote the song. So yeah. from writing the song to now the release, like how much of the song has kind of changed?
1: What was crazy is that this was the first song that we wrote during so that won't save us was the first song that we wrote with our producer Matt Squire back in January last year. Um, and then the guys and I, you know, ventured down to outside of DC. We're going to write, we wrote a couple songs and then we were planning our next trip when all the started happening. We remember being in the studio and like, it was getting a little scary. And like, I think Matt was, was more scared than we were. And we were like, Oh, you know what? It's whatever it's fine. And, uh, and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, well, we're not going back in the studio. And so at that point, when I talked to our a Johnny, it was, uh, he was like, nobody's writing right now. Like, this was because this was mid March or early March. He's like, yeah, nobody's writing. Cause everyone was like, is it gonna be a couple weeks? Is it gonna be a month? Like, what's the deal? And then Matt, decided you know let's just give this a shot let's just see set up a zoom session see what we can do no one had any of the the tech or the plugins figured out that everybody's got access to now so it's just, it was just kind of like let's just you know mess around see if anything happens if not no pressure whatever we'll probably be back in the studio next month which is funny because obviously not but at the time that's what we were thinking Um, And then literally the first song that we wrote was Weapon. And that was the first song that came out. And it's changed a bit. I would say more so in the verses. I think the choruses are pretty true to the original when it comes to lyrics and melody. I don't know, Will, you can probably talk more about like the music and how that that changed over the the last year.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um, I mean, so i guess we we had that one save us and weapon yeah kind of in demo stages at the same time but then we decided to roll out that one save us first which i think was like actually really we really benefited from that for weapon because weapon was was like super strong and super exciting i mean we were super excited about that one save us too but we uh we got to kind of like work through the kinks and figure out like what the sonics were exactly in the process on that one save us So I feel like Weapon, once we got to that one, it really benefited from that. And which is also why I feel like the the sounds like so cohesive and the two songs just like, go together so well. Um, Yeah, I mean, we were just vibing on it for a while. Like we spent so much time on that one Save Us and we spent so much time on Weapon, which is awesome. I mean, the whole thing kind of like allowed us to do that finally. Like we're in our home studio right now. So just, you know, all day, all night, just, you know, messing yeah. with stuff and getting getting it exactly the way we wanted it. But yeah, I mean, not much change from the demo. The demo was awesome. Like, yeah, the chorus was never touched. It was always just like so dope.
1: And you recorded the drums like in the dining room. Oh, yeah, house, yeah, so right? that, yeah, that would,
2: that would say almost everything was recorded here, um, but we did drums at our friend's house down the road. But Weapon, like everything but the vocals uh, were recorded here in our house, which is pretty cool. And then Chrissy's vocals were done in her apartment, so.
1: Yeah. And I had had no experience running a DAW at all, or like just doing anything, like even just like adjusting my preamp. Like I like I tried, tried to learn Pro Tools when I was like 14, 15. And then once I met the guys, they were already way past where I was with, with recording. So I just kind of like gave, you know, gave way to let them do their thing. Um, so for me, I was just like, oh shit, like this <laughs> is gonna be rough. So definitely a, a small personal accomplishment to see it actually see the light of day
0: urgency always helps. When yeah. Like,
1: Just getting thrown in the deep end. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Would you say that your vocals were pretty much recorded last then uh, until you kind of figured out how to, how to do that process?
1: They were actually recorded a few times. I think that won't save us. We re-recorded the vocals like many times as we did different rewrites. And it was kind of how Will was explaining with time was a little bit more unlimited. Like we didn't Mm -hmm. have a set date anymore. There wasn't like, oh, we've planned the tour for this time. So the album needs to be done by this so it can be out before the tour. Like nothing like that existed. There was no time constraints. So uh, just from recording and re-recording the vocals, I I got more practice, but uh, a lot of the vocals are the original demo vocals. I would say all the choruses are the original demo uh, vocals. The bridge was rewritten later. So that's more recent um and a lot of the verses are are were re-recorded but the original like lyrics and melodies but the choruses are definitely the original demo vocals from pretty much exactly a year ago
0: what kind of impact would you guys say that like not being able to tour had on the writing process just because i feel like majority of the time bands write while they're on the road when they are when they're starting to write and and i feel like the live show that that audience feel kind of inspires something to to keep the writing flowing but did you guys feel like that it impacted your writing process anyway? The fact that you weren't able to tour, you weren't able to perform.
2: I feel like it kind of we needed it. I mean, we were in such yeah. a, like pivotal like moment in our in our career and like just like as a band, uh, so many changes behind the scenes and and musically too. I feel like I would be worried that if we were as busy as we usually are when making a record, that we would have made some mistakes and and yeah. made some hasty decisions and made a record that we w- we didn't want to make. And having all this time, I feel like we really got to, like, beat ourselves up and try a bunch of things so we could finally get to, like, you know, that won't save us some weapon like, yeah. I feel like it's such a clear. Um, and so much of that was kind of like the withdrawal from playing shows and being like thinking back, like our earlier stuff, it was a lot. It was so much more energy and so much like more fun to perform live. So we're definitely like really focused on when we get to play the songs. So uh, like when we're writing, we're thinking about all that now. And when when we're producing the songs and everything, like how they're going to happen live, you know?
1: Yeah, I think <clears> just because they were the first two songs or two of the first songs that we wrote doesn't mean that we just like went in and we knew what we wanted and we got it right on the first time. Like like Will said, we just we had a lot more time to to make mistakes behind the scenes instead of making those mistakes publicly.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of demos. I mean, you yeah. know, and, and different sounds like, you know, like uh that that led us to kind of you know the the direction we're going now yeah where we even you know we're like okay here's the first thing
1: yeah
0: the fact that you guys brought matt squire in for these two tracks um you know what what was it about matt i mean it's obvious why matt squire but like for you guys what was it about matt squire that made you guys want to work with him for this for this era and you know what was that chemistry uh like with uh, him, whether it was like physically in the studio or through these like Zoom sessions?
1: So the first time that I wrote with Matt for That Won't Save Us to start That Won't Save Us, it was kind of just our a Johnny minority just saying, hey, take a train down to, you know, right outside DC, Write with Matt. He's written a lot of the albums and worked with a lot of the bands that have influenced you guys and influenced your, you know, your scene. Um, just go see if you vibe with him. And that's always kind of been, uh, how Johnny and our, our manager Gabe have, have treated like co-writes for us and producers. Just, just see if you vibe, you know, no pressure. Um, and then that won't save us came out first day. So it kind of was like, okay, like there's, you know, there's good chemistry here. We were writing it just in the basement of his house. We weren't even in his studio at that day. It was just the two of us in the basement of his house. Like, I went to dinner with like his kids. Like it was, you know, it was very chill and and fun and yeah, that won't save us came out. And then it was like, all right, let's keep writing. And then weapon happened once after weapon happened and the guys and I had already taken a trip down there together as, as four. And it was just like, this is the person that's going to pull this out of us. That's going to like pull the album that we want to make out of us. So it was kind of a no brainer for us. And like I said, he's, work with so many of the artists that have influenced us and have influenced the music uh, scene around us that we grew up in. So it makes a lot of sense to us.
2: I think actually, I definitely like threw his name out before making like both of our records, but I thought it was so unobtainable. I was always like, (laughs) I would like to work with Matt Squire someday, but he was kind of like, he kind of just disappeared and was just like working yeah. and really like you didn't know what he was doing or where he was so yeah. it's like it's so unobtainable but like he's made so many of these incredible records of these bands that have influenced influenced us so much so it's kind of yeah it's kind of crazy that we're actually you know working with him now yeah and he's such a cool like excited dude he's, he's like very the most excited, excited. a lot of energy yeah happiest, excited person ever <laughs>
1: He's it's yeah, like, he's like
2: so he's happy every day. It's like wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. he's happy, which is good. You need that energy in like a studio setting.
2: So easy to work with, too, with all this. Like he's been pioneering, like how to basically make music uh, during all this craziness. In the right.
0: World.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like literally, like <laughs> he's been at the ground floor. So we're yeah. really we're really lucky to
0: have him on our team.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Dan, how would you say uh, Matt Squire challenged you to become a better guitarist uh, for this for this new material?
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely way more guitar heavy in general. So, I mean, just that's that's pretty much a given there. Um, but we just had fun with it this time. I mean, me, me and Will were just hanging out here and hanging just out. just <laughs> tracking guitars, trying stuff out. And Squire tried some stuff out too and he got some good tones out of everything too once we yeah. turned everything in. So it was really cool, yeah. It's been a lot of fun so far. <clears throat> Matt's like a super, he's a really like creative guitar player too. Like yeah. he always, like both the songs were built off of like some kind of like simple guitar riff that was there and they it always stayed. And it was always yeah. like so pivotal to the song, which is awesome because I feel like we might've lost sight of it for, for a little bit, but like the core, it's always been like, kind of like, you know, guitar drums and. You know amazing like vocals so uh he really helped us get back to that i feel like and it's and kind of yeah like in- inspired us to take that further you know,
1: yeah he's really just amazing with melody whether it's like melodies on the guitar with riffs or vocal melodies or what like whatever it is like he's so good at melody which is like it's just key to any song. It's like, those are the parts that get stuck in your head, whether you remember the words or, or not. As much as I'm I'm such a lyrics nerd, so that like mildly pains me to say, because I love lyrics so much, but it's really at the end of the day, it's like, what's the part that sticks with you, whether or not the lyrics are good. It's gonna be the melody, even if it's a guitar melody or a synth melody or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Is Is it is it safe to say that uh, Matt Squire is the main producer for album three, if album three was in the works?
1: Yes. Safe to say. Yeah.
0: And as you guys are working with him, um, like how, you know, because he's, because he was like basically the godfather for all of these bands that we grew up listening to, how, you know, what are you guys learning from, from these sessions with him? Um, and how do you guys feel closer to that album that you guys have been wanting to make?
1: I think the thing that I have learned the most from Matt is being fearless to just throw a bunch of weird shit at the wall and see what sticks. I think Matt is Mm -hmm. never afraid to throw out an idea, even if it's like very left field. Um, Because at the end of the day, it can always be brought back to center. And I think that fearlessness is really important. Uh, You know, it's, it's important to have an idea in your head of where you wanna go and to be focused but at the same time some people let that then dictate every single idea they throw out there and then are automatically checking well does this fit does this fit does this fit before they've even given it a chance and matt's just like this might be super weird and crazy and wild but like just hear me out like this is the and he, and he comes in with like energy behind it and like and i think whether or not the idea actually works it just creates an environment in the studio where you're unafraid to kind of just throw anything out there and that is so important because the idea that's like bubbling in the back of your head that you might think is like super weird and like I don't know maybe this doesn't fit maybe it's not the right vibe you throw it out there and then everyone's like oh my god that's sick you know and maybe before you would have fact checked yourself a little bit or like you would have been like ah this isn't really like exactly what we were talking about we were looking for so maybe I won't say it um and I think that energy is important and I think that's how Matt created some of these iconic moments in music is because he was unafraid to try new things
0: that's a good point and and the fact that you know you have him um as your producer co-writer as well you've also experienced uh co-writing with Andrew Goldstein another another producer now but he used to be in in bands before that I grew up listening to yeah. um, and you've had Sarah Hudson you've had Justin Tranter you've had Jesse St. John like having these different uh co-writing collaborations like how would you feel like they impacted your writing process and even like the ranges that now you are able to take for this you know upcoming new material for against
1: the current Dude like those all those names that you threw out there Goldstein Sarah Jesse Justin like those were some of the most influential people I think that we worked with like overall uh so you really you really got like got the starting lineup right there uh got the A-string um they're all amazing i mean sarah and jesse and goldstein have we had several songs with i mean and and very different songs too like sarah worked on voices and then she also worked on personal which are very very different and then uh the songs we wrote with justin Trainer, i don't think actually ever came out but
2: outsiders oh, yeah. oh outsiders
1: did yeah outsiders did but yeah. the ones we wrote for for uh for the yeah. album didn't come out but just the just writing with him was so impactful for at least for me as a as a writer as a top liner and writing with all of them they all are very different but i think the one thing that was between um the three top liners between sarah jesse and justin for me they were so positive and created such an atmosphere of creativity in that, in the space, in the studio, where it was kind of just like, let's get up and like run around the room and just yell things at each other and kind of just like say things out loud and throw out ideas, throw out words, throw out things. Um, I remember Sarah, like asking me just like how I felt. And that was really important for me because at the time we were Uh, in like kind of that writing gauntlet where we were writing with different people every single day. And a lot of the times top liners come in with an idea, which is amazing. Um, But if as an artist, if you're somewhere else, it's really hard to put yourself in that emotion if you're experiencing something else and Sarah kind of was just like what are you feeling like what's where are you where's your head right now where's your heart right now and to me that was so important and it made me feel so seen and so heard as an artist so I think all four of them and a lot of the the amazing you know writers and producers that we've worked with have just empowered us as the artist and that gave us so much more confidence to be ourselves but also to experiment and try things and push ourselves outside of our, our comfort zones. And yeah, I, I loved working with every single one of them. They're all amazing. So like, so, so amazing.
2: I feel like I learned how to be a producer by watching like Andrew Goldstein and before that Tommy English. So, and with like, you know, it's kind of like we're all producing. So it's it's really like really valuable, you know and stylistically too. I mean, he, like Goldstein has such a style to his, his producing and you might not hear it necessarily, on like you know that one save us in, in weapon, but like just the techniques. I mean, I know for like I'm using those all the time. So, and he's such an amazing guitar player too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gold both, scene. both Goldstein and Tommy are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like it all yeah. it, it all definitely got us you know here, whether or not it's stylistically, but they gave us the tools.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: Well, earlier you mentioned how um, the these these last two singles have been kind of cohesive. Um, but I also noticed like the artwork is almost cohesive w- with the red and the fiery kind of feel. Um, do you guys already know the identity of this upcoming material? Is it like, is it like a storyline that, that fans can like follow or, or, or experience like what can we expect or what can they look forward to on this upcoming new material?
1: There's definitely a cohesive visual direction Um, it's, there's some parts still being fleshed out. I think we're looking at the way we want to release this album is a bit different than we released our last two albums, but I can't really say more yet on how that's going to be, but definitely there's like, there's strong thematic elements. So like the fire, the door was in both videos. Now we have the introduction of the key, um, the color palette. So I think those are things you will continue to see woven through. The rest of the releases
2: i feel like it's kind of like it's writing its own story in a weird way <laughs> yeah it you know is I mean? like i haven't like said it to you guys but even just looking through like comments and seeing like the connections that fans are making yeah. that we didn't intend i feel like it's it's just kind of like it's going to fuel us to like figure it out as we go which is kind of cool <laughs> but yeah. like there's, obviously there's a the strong theme and everything but like yeah. Things are yeah. tied together more than we're even intending to, yeah. I feel like, which is kind of cool. I right.
1: love that. I love fan yeah. theories and things like that. And I <laughs> love seeing them because sometimes I'm just like, oh, that's good. We should go on that. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's better. Like, <laughs> let's, let's run with that idea. Um, I like, think like, and that's the cool part about like releasing like over time and not Mm -hmm. just like writing everything in one big bulk and being like, here it is, it's done. Is it's, it's this dynamic living thing. And the fans have always been such an integral part of our career. Like our career wouldn't exist without fans, obviously. So to have them kind of part of the narrative and, and imagining the narrative and weaving themselves into it is super cool to me. And it just creates this living, breathing thing, this living, breathing piece of art, as opposed to just, dumping some concrete block and then it is what it is and that's it like it's only this so
0: right right and i I feel like because of those those theories and comments that come up you know i feel like it kind of inspires you to to expand a little more on certain topics that you've already talked about and released um so it's kind of cool i guess it's like a a good way to kind of like freshen up all over again um now I, I want to, like, throw it back to 2015 with you guys. Um, we well, well, <laughs> go way back in time. Um, and I want to talk about the Gravity EP, because you guys were one of the first American bands to give 1OK okay Rock, specifically Taka, a chance at a collaboration uh, with Dreaming Alone. And, oh, you know, that's... He that's a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gave us a chance. <laughs> Worked out
1: really
0: well for, for all of them. <laughs> but like I, I'm curious like how that kind of happened because that's been one of those bands that like have been just incredible. Like I, I'm such a huge fan of them as well. But like talk to me about like how that collaboration happened and what that collaboration experience was like for all of you. So
1: yeah. in like at 2014 warp tour, I think it was. Is that the year we went to see in crowd?
2: Yeah, but they were working with Tommy. Yeah, yeah, time. but before
1: that, I had met yeah, him through we, Tyler Carter. So yeah, was it before that, oh, yeah, yeah then, at, at, at Warp Tour that year, because Tyler yeah. introduced me. We we went to visit um our friends' band at Warp Tour, and Tyler was there, and I knew Tyler a little bit, and then he was like, "Oh, meet my friend Taka," and I didn't know like, you know, anything about their band. That was the year they were playing Warp Tour, I think, for the first time. I yeah, think was
0: yeah, 2014. Stage. Yeah.
2: They, they were in an arena. It was crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They were in an arena in Japan. And then like, you know, whatever the maybe what was. The that sounded like almost. they were in an
2: arena. That yeah. Was, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, And so I, I didn't know anything about them, though. And it was just like, oh, here's my friend Taka. OK, I got to go play the show, like hang out. And so Taka and I watched the set together um, and then hung out at like the barbecue later. And but it was funny because we were sitting there watching the set side stage and he barely spoke English at the time. And like I obviously didn't speak Japanese. So it was kind of a lot of just like vibes and hand signs. But he was literally already one of the nicest person <laughs> I've ever met. And uh and like I just like I was laughing like the whole time. He was so much fun to hang out with. And then yeah, when we were writing the gravity EP, uh they Dan, you said they were writing with Tommy too.
2: I think they were working with Tommy at Feldman's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they just did like right. the first the record, you know, like. For like the U.S., yeah, yeah. And Tommy, yeah. Tommy just brought it up. Yeah, we had the, we yeah. had "Dreaming Alone," and Tommy was like, "It would be cool if this was a duet because we just ri- written this song." And I think and we were saying how like we're like we had like a lot of like fans in in like, I mean, Asia oh, and yeah. Japan. yeah, and, he, and, then and then he I think was probably just it. like, oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And we love touring Japan, and like it was like, oh, this is like a no-brainer. Then you know, like let's let's do that. And he's. Dude, he's one of the the craziest live singers ever. Like amazing. And I remember it's it's crazy to see how much he's changed and grown and uh how his English has gotten because back this is in 2015 uh he, I remember Tommy telling us how he had to splice together the word bruised because that's not they don't have that sound in Japanese. They don't have the br sound. So he he kept saying bluesed and They had to like splice the word together to get the right sonic. And then we just did an acoustic version of Dreaming Alone uh, on, you know, for rock sound. And it's up on YouTube. And, you know, Taka sang the whole thing in one take. And it was like flawless, flawless pronunciation, flawless pitch, flawless intonation, delivery, everything. I like got chills listening to it. I was like, maybe you should just sing the whole song. Like (laughs) maybe I shouldn't be here. And then, uh, they, they let us, um, open up for them in Japan for two nights at one of their, uh, stadium shows or arena shows. And it was just like the craziest thing that we've ever been a part of. It was, it was unreal. And, uh. And then they took us to that crazy sushi place. I don't know if you guys remember that, <laughs> yeah. which like, was.
2: You, you never you don't forget. forget. Remember that. So. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll never forget that. That's changed my life forever. That sushi, but yeah, <laughs> and there. That's the yeah. funny thing too is like at the end of the day, like when you see them, like especially in Japan, anytime, but especially like you know at these stadiums in Japan, mm. and they're such rock stars, and they're so like freaking cool. But then you meet them, and they are literally the nicest people on the face of the earth. They are so sweet, so kind, so like fun to be around. So yeah, we're we feel like really lucky that that Taka was down to to uh, sing on that song with us. And yeah,
0: that's that's awesome. Yeah, I I mean it was a, it was a it was an incredible track, and maybe Johnny and Gabe should uh, bring them back for this new material and have <laughs> well, another. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> now too. <laughs> that'd be cool so you know now now that you know this music is out now like what else can what can fans look forward to in the next couple months like um do you guys do you guys feel like there will be more singles dropping before any anything else drops or do you guys want to focus on maybe doing some live shows from home um uh, like what can fans expect
2: probably both yeah
1: we'll call me Will little combi
2: yeah yeah i mean we're still we're still working on music so you know just kind of like and why not, you know, give them to the people as they come, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> we'll see what
0: happens. Yeah,
1: more music, more yeah. videos, hopefully a live stream. Well, yeah, definitely a live stream. We're planning that right now, and uh, yeah, should be fun. More fun stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we finally made this happen, and uh, yeah. thank you, thank you all for taking the time to do this.